Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 111, and we're back, and we've got a special guest with us this week. Uh, his name's Rob Pincus, Combat Focus Shooting, ICE Training, Personal Defense Network. How's it going, Rob? Great. Um, I didn't know you were going to be here. Um, guys? Hello? The left hand's here. He's here, oh. too. Oh, oh, I lost you guys there for a minute. Uh, oh, I, was, I, was, I was getting ready to start the show. You, you uh, have, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Are you are y'all ready? Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And welcome back, Leadheads. This is episode 111. <laughs> okay, it was staged. <laughs> you guys were having a deja vu there for a minute. That's right, Leadheads. You heard it right. That is the Squatch in the house, and he's going to be joining us for this show. Uh, I guarantee you he'll be back for more. Zeke Stout, are you going? Are you using your last name nowadays? Yeah, it's out there now. Okay, Zeke Stout, he's with SDI now, the Sonoran Desert Institute, mm-hmm. and that is a distance learning school, and our, our listeners have heard us talk about it. They've seen our videos, and we'll get into a little bit more about SDI and what Zeke's been up to. And you heard the great Rob Pincus is joining us as well. Rob, you're on the road. You're always a road warrior. Well, yeah, just ending the uh, literally uh, about two hours left before I get back to the Western HQ uh, on the 2015 Personal Defense Network training tour. Just finished up the last class uh, about 30 hours ago, and I've uh, been driving back down from the Pacific Northwest. Man, have you had any sleep? Yeah, actually, I got a little sleep in Montana, and uh, I'm in Wyoming now, about to hit the Colorado border. Oh, you're hitting all the beautiful states on the yeah, way it's home. Yeah, right up here. Now how, now, how does he get the great Rob Pincus, and I'm just that guy from SDI? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you're, you're building that reputation. Okay. You're the soon-to-be great, but always great with the talking leadheads. I mean, we just found out your last name, to be fair, Zeke. Uh, you got a good point. <laughs> you have a good point. But see, I've taken that next step. You know, I've gone beyond just Zeke, and now I'm Zeke Stout. So hey, hey I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to be distinguished from all the other Rob Pincuses. Yeah, there's a ton, man. Because if you Google that, there's so many. Yeah, that's my urologist's name. But hey, <laughs> are you serious? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> not at all. That'd be that'd be awkward. Or awesome. One or the other. Depends on how you look at it. Or how he looks at it. <laughs> I'm not looking at it. <laughs> you liking the angle of? All right, so let's talk about what's been going on this week in guns. Zeke, you want to start us off? What have you been doing? I have been working with a lot of manufacturers right now. We're trying to get content from everybody, and the biggest obstacle is, is something we're going to talk about in Facts to Fight and Miss. It's, it's something where we have a responsibility to our students, and, and all the employees that come on board with SDI, we have to sign a, a mission statement, and the very first thing is the students come first. Well, part of that responsibility is making sure they have the right content to learn about all the firearms. Uh, we just landed uh, a partnership with Henry and uh, got all their content together. We're about to put out their um, their supplemental guide to, this, to the curriculum, which is really cool. That's been fun. Yeah. Uh, Henry is an awesome company to work with. Henry Rifles? Yep. Cool. <clears throat> yep. No, uh, Henry Smith lives down the road in Knoxville. Well, I didn't know if it was Henry yeah. Jones over here. <laughs> no, the guy in Knoxville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so congratulations on that. that. Yeah, thank you. Working on uh, HK and Six Hour right now. 
the bigger ones are tougher nuts to crack because they make a lot of money off the armors courses. So we're trying to make sure they know, hey, look, we're not coming in as competition. We just need to make sure the students, when they're in their jobs as a gunsmith or whatever aspect of the firearms industry they go to, that they have the right curriculum on their firearms because there's a chance they'll see them in their in the workplace. So. Right. Right. Well, you've been very busy then. I know since you've joined up with, with SDI, you've really uh, put them on the map and, and turned them around and shaped up that um, gunsmithing course that they've got. Not only that, but you're, you're involved with some other, their, their other educational curriculum as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, one of the things we're going to be doing actually involves your guest tonight. Uh, we're going to be putting together some curriculum based on training. And I can't go too in-depth because some of the Department of Education rules says we can't really talk about future stuff, but that's a little hint that we can talk about. Um, uh, we're going to be really diving harder into the business and marketing side of the fire, firearms industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that I've been hitting hard th- this month, and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, a better beefed-up course on that side by September. So, yeah. And that's something that our listeners may not be aware of is that Rob is also – Affiliated with SDI now, he is on our advisory board. He is he is an advisor as well. Holy cow, Rob! How many titles and hats do you wear? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I, I know when when I was really honored for that one uh, to come along because it it what SDI has done in the past course and what, what they're doing and now with Zeke uh, really spearhead engine of the material and the quality and the depth of the material. It gels perfectly with what we do at Personal Defense. You know, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Hold on. Let's get you in a better cell. I'm. I got Are you there? 4G, five, five little marks. How's that? Okay. You were. Could you hear him good? He was breaking up in my ears. No, he was breaking up in my. Okay. All right. All right. Go. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I kind of lost track. Uh, and then there's a few that are more active than others. But when the uh, invitation to join the advisory team there with SDI came along, it was uh, it was really an honor. It, it, what they do, what they have done for a long time, spearheading both not only in the amount of material but in the depth and quality of the material. Uh, Jason over there, uh, Frank's been working hard with them. There, there's a bunch of really good people involved about it gels perfectly with what we're trying to do at Personal Defense Network and you know, the expansion of IC Training Company, trying to reach as many people as possible, and uh, just a great outfit, and I'm glad to be involved with Now, you'd mentioned that you're just now coming off the end of your PDN tour, so uh, tell us a little bit about how you wrapped that tour up. Yeah, so the uh, tour, of course, it always starts in St. Augustine, Florida in uh, March, and uh Last year, we did a, a trip all the way up to Alaska. That was really more of just a one-time adventure. We usually end in the Pacific Northwest in Washington or Seattle. In the last couple of years, the last class has been at uh, Mike Hughes's range. Uh, of course, next-level training, the cert pistol. Everybody knows Mike Hughes. Um, he's oh, yeah. a good friend, and it's a great place to end up there with him and Britt, his team, and, uh, of course, other students that come up to the class. So we ended with a combat-focused shooting class on Monday. Um, had a meeting with some of the military guys that uh, we're consulting with on some, some uh, curriculum development yesterday in Washington and uh, just kind of pulling that 22-hour that drive back to the Western HQ in Colorado right now. Uh, the last classes were Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. And, uh, of course, I took about a three-week hiatus, spent some time with my uh, new daughter in Denver and my wife, obviously, the whole family there. So I'm headed back, and 
uh, Shooting Industry Masters is coming up this weekend, so I'm not going to be back very long. But I am going to uh, bring the wife and uh, new baby Pincus. It'll be her first Shooting Industry event, Shooting Industry Masters this weekend. Yeah, and that may be something that our our leadheads aren't aware of is that you're a new new father again. <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, Zeke was uh, there in, in Nashville. Uh, obviously, my daughter uh, got married, uh, my older daughter, Christina, in May, and uh, that empty nest thing just didn't really stick. And uh, got a new daughter that's uh, one, one month old this week. You spin it. You spin it however you need to there. <laughs> no, seriously, congratulations on, on the new daughter. And uh, she she's and beautiful, actually, man. I've seen the picture. She's beautiful. I appreciate it. No, she's, uh, she's just awesome. Tie it all back together, SDI, the team at SDI actually put together an amazing 22 long rifle AR that is uh, well, Cynthia Louise's first gun. Uh, so she got her first gun about at about two weeks old. Thanks to the team at uh, Espinor and Desert Institute. That was pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you post that on social media? Yes, of course. Of course. It's all, he he posts the time he wakes up at social media. I know. I don't know why I asked that. <laughs> I mean, he, he posts how many breaths he took on social media. <laughs> I'm on my third sip of coffee this morning. Isn't it? <laughs> well, if I don't, people are going to ask. You got a good point. <laughs> They're going to think something happened. Right. That's the whole purpose of social media, right? Speaking of social social media, um, Leadheads, you guys have been seeing the posts that I've been making uh, this week. And I've been with a group here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, that have been standing guard, if you, if you will, uh, with our military recruiting offices uh, here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And I know that this is going on uh, all over our nation right now. And uh, the guys that are here were put together by a gentleman named Tim Guy of Guy Personal Defense. And, Rob, I don't know if you remember him or not, but he says he knows you. Tim Guy. I, you know, Tim, yeah, I'm, I, I'm sure that we've crossed paths. I can't exactly place where or when, uh, but it absolutely is, is a familiar name. Yeah. It's a, Seems like you were a pretty big influence on him. I think I think he may have gone through one of your, your courses. Uh, it sounds but, like, yeah, it sounds, sounds like that's exactly what it was. And, um, you know, I, it's interesting there are some people that are doing that really well, and I'm sure you guys are amongst that side, and there's some people that have not put the firearm industry best foot forward uh, in terms of their patrolling decisions, I believe. It, it, exactly, and that, you know, that's something that I wanted to bring up is that you know, Tim being you know, owning a, a training company himself uh, and being very well aware of firearm safety and, and rules and laws – uh, was very diligent in putting this together, and people that come out there, he has a talk with them, and he, you know, he vets them before they actually can, you know, carry their firearms or or be a part of that. If more people would do that throughout the nation, like you're saying, we're seeing all kinds of news articles and and social posts that uh, are really putting us in a bad light. So if if you guys are going to do that, do it responsibly. If you haven't had firearms training. Don't go out there and and take part. How do you plan on defending somebody else if you don't know how to defend yourself? You know the sentiments are appreciated, but there are other ways that you can help out. You can make donations to the families of the the slain military members. Make donations to uh, your local uh, military recruiters office there. Help them out. Uh, but just uh, stay out of the the trained professionals' way and let them let them help out. Take water you know, to the guys that are out there in the heat. Yeah, a lot of water. 
one of the things I was I was suggesting to a couple guys earlier this week is, you know, best of intentions, I get it, but take the money that you would have made going to work that day and start a fund with some local people that are, are patriots that want to support and help the military out. Hire a private security company. There are private security companies in every town that has a recruiting station, I'm sure. Hire a private security company, armed, unarmed, whatever it may be, to to take that post as a professional licensed in that state. And, and you know, like as you said, I think that might be a better choice for a lot of the people that are interested in helping out. Absolutely. That's a great point. I'm glad you said that. And uh, as we were talking through that, I think Zeke's got a new toy that he wants to talk about. <laughs> have you got a oh, Tavor? You got a Tavor yes, there, Zeke? I have a Tavor. Okay. This was a uh, Father's Day present to myself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I almost came out there and I was like, eh. You know, there's plenty of guys out there right now, so and plus I was busy as hell. So. Yeah. Well, I did, but, a, um, I did an interview with, uh, with Tim – uh, the guy who's heading up the the movement here in Murfreesboro for our uh, guarding of our recruiting centers. Let's talk with Tim now, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Zeke's Father Day's, Father's Day present. Hey, lead heads, this is Left Hand with Talking Lead, and I am in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, just outside the military recruiting centers here. Obviously, everybody's aware of what's been going on, the shootings that happened in Chattanooga and the five military lives that were lost. Unfortunate that we have to have an assembly like this, but it's great that the community, the local government officials have come together. And I'm with Tim Guy, who has organized the Operation Warrior Guard here at the Murfreesboro Military Recruiting Center, which is a group of civilians and retired military law enforcement that have come together to stand guard until the government changes its policies on these gun-free zones involving our military. Tim, welcome in. Hi, how you doing tonight? Doing great, buddy. Right. Hey, first off, I appreciate everything that you're doing here and uh, all the groups across the nation that have come together uh, and supported our military uh, with, with their, their donations, their time, their experience and their love of the country and our constitution. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate that. So Operation Warrior Guard, how did this get started? Obviously we know the root cause. It's that jack wagon uh, that, that killed our five military guys there in Chattanooga. How did you organize this group, Tim? I was sitting around last Saturday and, and uh, saw what was going on. And then I thought, you know what? I know a lot of people that got carry permits and I put on Facebook that I think we needed to get together and go out there and just stand out there and protect these uh, men and women and uh, posted it, asked for volunteers and just got overwhelmed with them. Tons of them. Yeah. And I've been out there every day and I've noticed that the support has grown larger and larger. So it's grown so, so large that you guys are doing shifts now. Um, I know you had a calendar and everybody's taking days and times and just the, the community support has been overwhelming as well with the, the donations of food and drink and uh, not, only, not only to you guys, but to some of the local organizations that could benefit from that as well. Tell us a little bit about, uh, about that. Well, we got out there and people, uh, came on Facebook and said, hey, what do y'all need? We, and and uh, they started showing up with water and ice and Gatorades. And next thing you know, we've got local restaurants that were bringing food. 
all day long, and, and it's just been great. And the community came together, and we get them on Facebook. We don't have to – they just bring everything, and we just keep filling them up. We keep putting the coolers out. and uh, It's just amazing how they how they did that, and they're over there taking food to the recruiters and uh, the honking there. They just, they're just great. Yeah, and I know um, you and I were talking one day, and we noticed how much donations were coming in. I mean, it was more than the volunteers, you know, could could use. Or so we were talking about, you know, how how else could we uh, use this to benefit not only our military but the community? And uh, you came up with donating it to the Salvation Army, to the local VA, the vets that uh, are in need uh, in our local area as well. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Uh, I, first, I think it was the second day, the van showed up from the Salvation Army and loaded them up. We've got a group out in Smyrna that uh, is getting donations. Uh, it's it's just great that this we're trying to help one group keep an eye on them, and in this in turn, what we didn't see coming was these other groups that's benefiting because of the public just giving so much that we're just trying to help them all. Now, now it's just going all over the city. It is. It's going like wildfire, and you know the support is overwhelming from our community. Uh, I don't think it's anything that we weren't expecting, but um, as far as the support, but the amount uh, of support that's coming in is just. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, we can't really describe because there's people coming by constantly, every, every hour, every minute of the day, with with some sort of donations or handshake or you know good gesture. I haven't really seen any negative from our community on this uh, in in Rutherford County, anyway. No, I haven't either. And we we actually Operation Warrior Guard. We spread out. We ended up going to some other other cities around Nashville. We, we got calls saying, "Hey, what about sending some people over here?" And, and we sent them there. And you, like you said, we made our drop point drop off point there where we're at now. And the people just keep pulling up, jumping out. Here you go. Thank you so much. Uh, giving the items in uh, the same thing the uh, people that have been retired from the military the older people coming mm-hmm. up and shaking our hands and thumbs up uh, families bringing their kids by so I just wanted my children to see a part of what happens when citizens decide we're going to do something and it's just amazing Tennessee's a volunteer state and you got all these there volunteers who just showed up right on brother that's right that's right and we're showing showing how we earn that nickname right that, that's exactly right heck yeah I know that when when it first started, everybody was real gung ho, and it it was kind of like, okay, how are we going to organize this in a way that's not disruptive, that's not, uh, and I use the quote scary, you know, to to the general public. You know, everybody showed up with their ARs, their AKs, the first couple of days. It, everybody had a permit. Everybody was responsible. Um, Second Amendment follower, uh, safety rules. Now let's let's talk about your background because that comes into play with the the type of people that you're allowing to. And obviously anybody can come out here that wants to and support, but they need to do it in a responsible, safe manner. Yes, um, yes they do. And um, with your background, you're kind of vetting uh, the people and organize them in a way that okay, you've got this type of background and training, then you you know you're good for this. Uh, and you know you're kind of delegating the responsibilities. Is that right? Yes, we are. We're we're grouping uh, men and women up. Ninety per, probably ninety percent of what we have out there right now, maybe a little higher than that, is all military, law enforcement, or a combination of both. 
Uh, same thing with my background. I, you know, I was in the I was in the military, served in the army. I was also a, uh, a deputy sheriff here in, in uh, Nashville. Worked in a prison as a correctional officer, and and right now I'm also doing armed security. And I, I take what I know, and we I, I got in there and I started putting people in certain places, mixed it up a little bit, spread them out so you don't have everybody standing in one corner. Uh, there, the ARs were a little scary, and so we decided, you know what, let's put those away. We've got our sidearms. There's enough firepower out there. If something wants to happen, we, we've got it covered. Uh, we wanted the public right. to look at us in a positive way and not look at a bunch of guys running around itching to shoot somebody. Uh, we, don't, well, we don't want to shoot nobody. We just want we don't want our people to get shot. That's it. We're going to protect them. Just like the message that the Japanese got back in World War II and the reason that they didn't continue their push and invade America past Hawaii was that Behind every blade of grass, there's an American with a rifle. That's right. That's exactly you what know? they said, and they knew it. So we're just trying to – you guys are just – you know, we're just trying to remind people that that still holds true. You know, that's very true. Uh, and, you know, we're not afraid to come together and unite when people are uh, trying to terrorize our country. That's right. And our, and our military. And our issue was with – you know, our, we, our, the government, the feds, the federal, took away these uh, uh, military's right to have a firearm. We give them fully automatic, send them across the seas and says, lay your life down on the line for us. But when you come back, you're on your own. You know, and that's just. And I'm glad problem. you said that because we kind of missed that point in the beginning. So the whole the whole point of this is that the the government has they don't allow our military to carry to be armed at. Homeland bases, is that correct? That's that's right. Uh, they took that away from them. That's why you don't see the the arms on on the bases anymore. And the recruiting offices, they just they at one time they could do that, and they're, and they're not. And they need to give that right back to them. If we entrusted them to do what they do for us, and they're still over there now, and men and women are, and we trust them to do a good job and do what we ask them to do. We come back over here, they should be able to say, you know what, I need to feel safe on my own soil, and. Chattanooga showed that they couldn't be. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's obvious that they brought the war to our soil Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, where there's, there, where there's war, they need to be armed, Uh, not only to protect themselves, but to protect the citizens as well. That's right. Now, you know, at this point, you know, I think there's probably within reason that they need to be armed, but, um, you know, that that's being figured out right now. I know that several States have gone ahead and permitted the National Guard to be armed full, full. I guess when they're on full duty, service members um, in the National Guard to be armed. And those states at this point in time are Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, California, believe it or not. Wow. Florida, Indiana, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, Texas, and Wisconsin which, you know, most of those states, other than California, I mean, yeah, I mean, you would expect all those um, to follow suit, but you'd also expect to see another one that's not there, and that's Tennessee. You would think so, so yeah. I don't understand what the holdup is for Tennessee. I don't either. You know, I mean, I know ha- our, our Governor Haslam is, is implementing it now that the uh, National Guard, which he can control that, is going to make it so that these gentlemen, these uh, men and women, get their handgun carry permits. Uh, I saw the... Uh, the news article about it said mm-hmm. that these uh, military people are going to advance before the civilians in order to get their carry permits. Mm-hmm. They can waive everything. They can just give it to them. 
and then he can he can as order long them. as they've got the proper certificates. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As long as they got the proper certificates, yeah, let them carry them. Then he can order them. They can carry their guns. Okay. Something they got to well, do. Something. But at, but at the same time, even though they've got their their carry permit in these gun free zones, they're not allowed to carry them. So it's it's irrelevant. It so is. I, don't, I don't see I don't see the purpose in pushing the you know them through the permit process if they're still not allowed to carry them. So the issue is, you know, on these recruiting offices and military bases, they're still not going to be allowed to carry. Now, these other states have have initiated the National Guard to go ahead and carry. Mm-hmm. So I'm just still I'm still perplexed as to why Haslam, uh, the Tennessee, still dragging their feet, especially when this happened in our state. Yeah, and let, is he is he going to take away the gun free zones in these places that he has he has a right to do? We know he can't control. He, he he can't. Control. Well, I don't know about the the Army Navy. Can he take? Can he lift those facilities? No, he can't do that because that's yeah, federal. That's federal, he can, right? He can do the, he can do the National Guard. That's right. state, and he yeah. can he can do away with the gun free zones, and he can order that they carry their sidearms. Right. You know, and I'm all for not knee jerk. You know, not giving knee jerk reactions. Uh, and you know, actually studying you know the situation and and not going overboard with it, but at the same time, I think it's pretty cut and dry what needs to be done. And obviously, these other states have seen that and they've gone ahead and implemented it. Mm-hmm. Um, that just when states, when you get the majority of the states that start doing this, then the federal government's soon going to follow. You would think, yeah, and that's I think it's what we're hoping for. I think with. The way this started out on Monday and then on Tuesday from our local news reporters said, hey, this thing went nationwide. They're, they're in other states doing the same thing we're doing in Murfreesboro. Yeah. And this attention has got to be getting up to Washington where they sit there. Look at these civilians doing. This is making them look bad. And they know, well, if the governors in these other states start saying, all right, we're going to do this for our military. It's going to mm-hmm. force the hand for the, the federal to speak up and say, well, we're not going to do it. Or here, yeah, we're going to do what needs to be done. I think it's enforce them. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just got to say I appreciate what you have done, taking upon yourself to organize this and get it going. It's obviously something that, that needed to be done. Um, there's strength in numbers, and the numbers here are growing every day. Yep. And we're going into, um, was it day four? Day four. Getting ready to go into day four. Yep. Uh, by the time people hear this, you know, hopefully this will be resolved and you know, day four is it. You know, that's all we'll have to do. But our resolve is to continue this until there's been some sort of satisfactory resolve to or satisfactory solution to the gun-free military areas, such as our Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, recruiting offices, strip centers, which is typically where they have these offices set up. Yeah. And some other governmental facilities. That's what I, that's what we're hoping for. We're hoping that they're going to look at their look at their policy and say, "Hey, it, it didn't work. It cost lives, and it was unnecessary. And let's fix it." And then yeah. us, the civilians, standing back and go, "Okay, you guys got it." We're because we we all know that gun free zones do not work. Nope. It's they, just a, it's an open invitation for someone wanting to do harm to a lot of people. To come in and do it, they know they're not going to get any kind of resistance. Resistance, yep. From anyone, and by the time that they that someone does finally show up to to intervene, they've accomplished their mission. You know, they they've killed 
10, 20, 100 people and then themselves, which is, you know, typically how they follow suit is, you know, they'll commit suicide as soon as they're confronted with some resistance. Well, yeah, because they're cowards. That, that's and that's the you know, I've been dealing with these criminals for a long time, and we have they're opportunists. They take the path of least resistance. They don't go after people that's greater than them unless they bring in lots of help and firepower. Mm-hmm. And they take they look after soft targets, weak links, and that's what they go for. And when they meet the resistance, and all of a sudden they or they show up like what we're doing, mm-hmm. and look at all oh, these guns here. Well, I better not go start shooting this place up because. They're not going to make it, and they're not going to accomplish their goal. And they yeah. know that we're there. They know that they've got X amount of time, typically, before they're going to get met with any sort of resistance. Yep. And if the resistance is there right then, then they go, well, I can't, I'm can't. i not going to be able to pull this off. i got to go find somebody else to shoot. Yeah, they, they either you know give up, stop, or they'll just shoot themselves right there. That's it. And that best thing you can do is yeah. they can shoot themselves. And Problem solved. That's it. Right. Well, Tim, I appreciate your time today, and uh, you know, again, thank you for organizing this, and not only organizing, but the true definition of organizing. You have you have organized this in a very civil, um, a very planned out, methodical way that it's not intrusive to the the surrounding local businesses, or there's not been any disruptiveness by the group. Um, everybody's very respectful. But at the same time, they're holding tight and sticking to their, quote, guns. <laughs> yeah, just keep that momentum going, and they keep going. Our people keep showing up. We keep hanging out, and uh, that's what we're looking for. We get a good, positive outlook from the community. They, they see us in a positive way, not a negative way. And if people want to get involved with this, um, how can they reach out to you on Facebook? They can reach out to us on Facebook. They could go to uh, Operation Warrior Guard and go on there, or they could look for me personally. Okay, so just Tim Guy on Facebook, or the best place to go is Operation Warrior Guard, yep. and that'll pop up on on Facebook. There, it's not a private group, right? No, so it's a, can, it's a public public group. Public group. Okay, very good. Oh, and uh, I also wanted you know to give proper credit where credit is due. We had. Uh, a state senator to come by today. We had Senator Jim Tracy come by today. Uh, he actually came by yesterday and talked to us, came back okay. today and brought Channel 2 News with him. Okay. I missed him yesterday, but uh, I was there for, for a brief time while he was there today. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's good that we've got him involved. Uh, they have formed a committee. They're talking next week, he told us, with the governor sitting down with the heads of departments, and they're going to look at the way to fix this. So that's a good thing. Okay. So we've got him in there and showing up. That, yeah. The fact that he showed up, you know, is great and, uh, you know, appreciate him you know, getting it out there as far as representing us like he's supposed to. I just I just wish he would push it a little bit harder and a little bit faster. That's, <laughs> that's just, what I just sounds like politics talk to me is like, yeah, we're going to get together next week and, and do this. You know, well, I told him I, I told Mr. I told Senator Tracy, I said, you need to get up there and rattle some cages, you know, get on up there and do it. Yeah. We'll see what he does. Well, I mean, for God's sake, California has, oh. has beat us to the punch. I mean, that's just embarrassing as hell. That's you think they'd be, de- they'd be dead last, and they're right up there before us. <laughs> all right, I want to thank all the men and women that have already showed up these last three days. We're coming up on day four. I want to thank them. I also want to thank my friend Jonathan Jensen. Uh, he helped get this thing rolling on Monday and Tuesday when I had some other things that I was taking care of. Uh, Brandon Kern was involved in this. I want to thank the Murfreesboro Police Department, the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department, 
for being uh, understanding with us and letting them. Uh, we had they um, told us that they uh, believed in us and they wish they could stand there with us. We didn't have any problems with them. I like to think uh, we had Starbucks, we had Panera Bread, or we had Wits Barbecue, uh, we had Nobody's Grill, we've had Taco Bell, Domino's, Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A, Donut Country. Uh, and all the men and women in the Murfreesboro area, and we actually had some actually drove from Gallatin and Springfield, come down and bring the wow. cases of water, the ice, the coolers, the Gatorades, everything. And the, my phone has been getting blowed up with people. What do you need? What can I bring you? Uh, yeah. uh, well, again, we want to encourage them to bring it because we're going yes. to, in turn, take that to – uh, somebody who can benefit from it, like the Salvation Army, yes. uh, our veterans in need, local veterans in need, uh, and then our, you know, the recruiters that are there as well. You know, yes, we want to thank them. Uh, such as today, when uh, which barbecue came, they brought enough food, and we went and got the recruiters, and they came out and got them something to eat. Yes, we want your donations. We're going to give these to the Salvation Army. We're going to take them to the vets that could use these these things. We're doing we're doing something good, and it's paying off for other people as well. And they're getting these things, and it helps them. Yeah, it's just like you said. You know, it started off as you know one mission, and that mission has turned as actually uh, branching out to benefit multiple uh, individuals and organizations. Yes, that, it has. That are, that are in need. So that's yes. that's wonderful. That's oh, great how our community comes together and we multitask, I guess. We multitask. <laughs> we multi, multi-benefit people. I, I don't know how to say that. What's the word for that? <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, and, and it goes to show you that the, the men and women say, you know what? I'm going to give up my day. I'm going to come out there and hang out with you guys. And we're going to yeah, do well, the Oh, yeah. I mean, a big thanks to the volunteers that come oh, out. Yeah. I mean, without them, we're not able to make this statement. We're not able to make no. this stand. Without the men and women. Here's the thing. It's been hot. We got rained on something terrible yesterday. We got rained on today. We had to hold the canopies down. Uh, we all pitched in and made things work. We every, Everybody cleaned up our area. And you know what we never heard? We don't hear none of these volunteers complaining. Oh, I'm too hot. Oh, I'm sweating something terribly. Oh, I'm, I'm getting wet. Or it's raining too hard. I know yesterday it came down a torrential oh, downpour, and everybody, was, I was in it too. Everybody was standing out there. And nobody complained a bit about it. Nobody complained because you know what? We're not there for us. We're there for the military. And that and they sacrifice, we can sacrifice. Defending those that defend us. Tim, yeah. thank you so much. Looking forward to standing side by side with you for however long it takes, brother. And I'm I hear I tell you what, we stay here. We're doing what the government won't do, and we gotta stay there until they decide to do the right thing and take care of it. There you go. Right. Tim Guy, ladies and gentlemen, uh, go to the Operation Warrior Guard on Facebook, or you can find Tim Guy. And uh, obviously, you can go to Talking Lead's Facebook page. I'm uh, doing updates there, uh, fairly regular, trying to do day-by-day updates. If you're in another state, just uh, I'm sure if you go by the local uh, recruiting offices, you'll find a crowd there. And if there's not one, then go ahead and start it yourself. Make your own. Just get up, get it going. Just do it. That's it. All right. Back to the show. So that was uh, Tim Guy. You guys can go check him out at guypersonaldefense.com. I I came out at the beginning. Say again? Oh, sorry. I was actually just saying I was glad it came out at the beginning of the show. You faded out. I was going to pick the Jack Wagon of the week.
<laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's a good segue. So why don't we just go ahead and uh, we'll talk about Zeke's Father's Day present a little bit later, and we'll talk about the jack wagon <laughs> now. So Arlie Ermy, introduce us to the jack wagon train, buddy. Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, Rob, who's your jack wagon? Okay. Good one. All that's, right. That's a great jack wagon. That was the best one ever, I think. Actually, that's the one I was going to pick also, but you beat <laughs> to the punch. Ted Gummit. <laughs> Zeke, did you have a jack wagon? Uh, I did not. <laughs> I've got a jack wagon. My, my jack wagon is that annoying guy at the end of the Hickok videos now. He's, <laughs> oh my God, somebody needs to shut him up. He just talks the same thing every freaking video. So it's you doing the commercial? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so you've got well, a reply. funny. I was all excited when I did it, and then the first time it aired, and then the second time I was like, that's pretty neat. And then the third time, I was like, oh, my God, that's annoying. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. I've not seen it yet. Uh, I'm back. There he is. <laughs> now he's back. All right, so, you, Rob, you were going to tell us about your jack wagon. Who are you throwing on the jack wagon train? Well, I, I, I get it. Like I said, I think, um, you know, I'm glad that you and, and obviously Tim and you guys are thinking this through down there in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, but – there are a whole bunch of people who, who haven't thought this through and, and showed up and probably didn't portray gun owners in the Second Amendment. And, uh, uh, Zeke, quit popping your gun. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so quit popping your gun. <laughs> Sorry, Rob, go ahead. <laughs> Hang up. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, he texts me. Let's see. I'm here. Are you back? He, he's gone, then he's back, he's gone, then he's back. I'm back. Okay. So you, so you were saying, go ahead and pick up where you left off. I'm an editing genius. So I was going to say, honestly, and I, I'm, I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad you talked to Tim uh, and had that interview done because, you know, you guys obviously are thinking this through really well down in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, but there are a whole bunch of people who aren't and who I don't think portrayed, you know, even – responsible personal armed defense properly, uh, let alone the Second Amendment community and, and those of us who are pro-firearms, responsible firearms owners, in their best intended efforts to provide support for the military guys at the recruiting centers in various strip malls around the country. Um, the guys that are doing that without thinking it through and the guys that are actually causing more problems than good, those are my jack wagons this week. Well, there you go. That's a good jack wagon. Zeke, do you have a jack wagon? Uh, I, I'd like to second that because I, I like the concept and the idea, and it sounds like what y'all are doing in Murfreesboro is the right route. And there's been a bunch of people that have been doing it the right way, but I've seen a couple of news clippings where the guys are walking around with their ARs, and guess where their finger is? Right on the truth. Yeah. And they're, like you said, they don't know what they're doing. They're, I, I think their heart may be in the right place. They didn't think it out. They're not handling it properly they're saying the wrong things in front of media and giving us a, putting us in a bad light but hopefully looks, that's the smallest percentage of the people that are doing it and i think that's what it is and of course you know the media is going to pick up only on you know those people you know they're going right. to they're going to make them kind of our 
poster boys, which they don't represent the majority of the people out there. I think some of those guys went out and just bought their their ARs to, to go out and stand in front of because uh, I saw several pictures where they didn't even have sights on the ARs. <laughs> oh, it's like the Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't even have they didn't have front or rear sights on some of them. It was it was quite comical. Wow. But um, I've got a jack wagon, and it's it's tied in with this also. And it's uh, the governor of Tennessee, Bill Haslam, is making the jack wagon train for his indecisiveness to uh, get on board with seven other states that have made the decision to let their National Guards be armed while on active duty. They're full-time guys. So I commend those seven states, which they are at this point in time of the show. I'm here. I have a question about that because my my impression, and again, I've been kind of out of season driving across the Northwest, but I was under the impression that they authorized the – generals, the leadership of the National Guards to arm as appropriate, quote-unquote. I, I am not under the impression that all of a sudden there are a bunch of armed National Guardsmen walking around in seven states, but I may be wrong. Do you guys know different? Um, yeah, it started off with Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, which he ordered... But, but are they actually armed, or are they just allowed under certain circumstances? Maybe they will be, maybe they won't be, and it's just a political you know, get on TV and make it look like you're doing something. It says that they are to be armed while they are on duty. So I don't know if there's any, you know, parameters beyond that, but that's just what's been stated so far. Now, Bill Haslam has, within the past eight hours, announced an expedited handgun permit process for military members, which... I don't know what that does to help them because it's still a gun-free zone and they're not allowed to carry. So when they're when they're on duty at their at their offices, so I don't know what good that's supposed to do in this situation. But it's good that he's you know giving them some preferential treatment on that. Well, you know, and but now you know I don't think these knee-jerk reactions of let's go run out and buy an AR and stand in the strip mall. I don't think the knee-jerk reaction of let's give everybody who wants a gun because they were in the military 30 years ago and they shot, they qualified on a rifle, maybe, and they served for four years. Let's let's empower them to go out and think they're ready to go stand guard in the parking lot. I think, you know, it all comes back to constitutional carry. If, if, if we'd stop pretending that these permits and the low level of training that normally comes along with them actually mean you're ready to quote-unquote clear your house and you're ready to stand guard duty in the public space and you're ready to use any gun that falls into your lap, I think we'd be better off. Constitutional carry, if you can legally own a gun, you can legally carry it for the purposes of defense, but guess what? You have a responsibility to go get trained. And if you don't, the gun community is going to correct you. Exactly. And that's a good point that you make. Um, and we stress that on this show time and time and time again is just because you've got the permit doesn't qualify you uh, to use that firearm. Uh, train, so train, 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 train. Train with professionals. YouTube, watching YouTube videos doesn't count. You actually need to schedule a session with, with a company like ICE Training, uh, with Guy Personal Defense. I mean, there's hundreds of qualified experts across the nation 
that can teach you proper gun handling, use, defense, so on. It just depends on, depends on how far you want to take it. But at the very you know very least, you need to take one of those professional courses. Agreed. 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 <laughs> you know, and and it's not a budget thing either. I think that's really important to understand. Is that there there are local trainers involved in this industry out there who are doing classes at very reasonable prices. You know, if you if you're looking at a class where somebody's charging two hundred dollars, two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars a day, you should be able to vet them and know what you're paying for. But if it's if it's a local guy and he's charging fifty dollars a day, hundred dollars a day for that that you know intro to defensive shooting class, you know everybody that can afford a gun should be able to afford that kind of training. Absolutely. I mean, that's you know that's a weekend of drinking beer. So I mean, somebody or cider, or cider. <laughs> you you still on the cider kick? Exactly. Still, still, yeah, it's only been like five years, but yes, I'm still on the cider fad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought Zeke said the cider. No, it's him, but I'm still on it too, but because I have to. <laughs> what do you have to? The gluten thing. Oh, that's right. You're allergic to gluten, right? Yep. I gotcha. Well, you know, that's why they make it. So. <laughs> I had a... <laughs> I, I think Rob's saying I had a gluten-free beer, but it came out as I had gluten-free beer. He found a gluten-free <laughs> beer? What gluten-free beer did you find, Rob? Rob? Well, I was in Oregon called uh, Omega. <laughs> it's gone. What? You can't edit this out. This is where you go. <laughs> uh, uh, is doing a gluten-free beer. So if you really want the beer, wait. Rewind and tell us who it is. Now you're coming. Who is it? Now it's just a tease. <laughs> who is it? All we heard was Oregon. <laughs> I think Zeke's gut is now. Yeah, oh, Oregon. <laughs> I heard Zeke's gut is now. <laughs> this is a lot of fun doing it this way. It, now you're clear. <laughs> All right, go. They, they do make a gluten-free beer or very various gluten-free beer options. I had one last week in Oregon, so you might want to, If you really want the beer, Zeke, go for that. Yes, I will go find some. I bet I've got to get a whole paycheck to get it, too. Omission was the name of the uh, the one that I had that was actually... Omission. Omission. That's fitting because we can hear that. I think this doing it while driving down the interstate in the middle of nowhere is a good idea. I, I like it. Yeah. What else am I gonna do? There's not even any scenery out here. It's it's called reality, man. This is reality. This is reality. To hell with all those TV shows. Yeah, I'm not like you city folk that always have good internet connections. Interwebs. <laughs> so, Rob, you were talking about the shooting industry masters that that's coming. You're sponsoring that. Tell us a little bit about what that is. Yeah, I've been involved for a few years. Um, I see training company and uh, uh, personal events network, and I have a team there. Um, we have a bunch of personal events network contributors will be there uh, representing. I'm just really going to show up and say hi. I've got a lot of great friends. There's a bunch of great companies that uh, are involved. Of course, uh, FMG Publications puts it on every year. 
and it's it's a fun event. It's one of the most casual industry events that really does have a good representation of of industry leadership and people that are innovative and good companies that are obviously you know they're, they're companies that are successful because otherwise they wouldn't be there sponsoring the event. The events for a great cause, uh, the the first shots program foundation, and there's always a, an auction, also a live auction to support uh, USA shooting. Last year. Uh, I got a, uh, I think I bought a, a rifle, a black rain ordinance uh, rifle with a suppressor uh, to support USA shooting. Um, it's just, it's a fun event. Yeah, and that's a good cause, the first shot. And what, what's it called again, and when is it? It's the uh, Shooting Industry Masters. It's in Columbus, Kansas, at the Claythorne Lodge, uh, and it's uh, benefiting the NSF, NSSF first shot. That that would be the um, the youth shooting. Um, they promote youth youth shooting. Is he texting me? <laughs> we'll pull the damn car over for a minute when you get when you get a signal. <laughs> you got you got get there, Otis. So when he gets back and finishes that up Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you got to figure out a way to leave Middle that in. Nowhere in Kansas, apparently. I'm just going to follow up. <laughs> it's like somebody paused him for two, 20 I'm gonna, seconds. I'm going to call it Random Thoughts with Rob Pincus. <laughs> Saturday, middle of nowhere. <laughs> Omission. First shot. <laughs> Zeke's gut. <laughs> oh my god! Let me text him. We can't hear you. You know one of the coolest things about this: the hidden iron sights in the rail. Rail. Oh, it's got rear sights. Built yeah, in? they're built in. They're hidden in the rail. I didn't even know it. <laughs> you think? Yeah. What rear sights am I going to put on this? I went to put my EOTech on it, and then I was like, "Well, I don't have any sights." So I went to put it on, and I was like, "What is that?" And I started playing with it, and it popped up. I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Shazam!" There he is. <laughs> can you hear us now? We can't hear you. Sure, what? Sure, you can. Now there I can it hear is. You. There you are. All right, so you were talking about the being asked when it was. So it's this weekend, uh, the Friday and Saturday, last weekend in uh, July, and it's kind of in the middle of nowhere in Kansas somewhere. I'm just going to follow the blue line. Columbus, Kansas, I do believe, at the Claythorne Lodge. Which, which I'm, I'm sure not... is really nice. I've been to some great places in Kansas that were in the middle of nowhere, so I'm sure it's really nice. I bet it is, yeah. And and again, this is benefiting the NSSF first shot, which that is promoting um, youth shooting, correct? It's youth shooting. It's any kind of new shooters. They do corporate events. They do kids. They encourage people to uh, you know get out there and and invite people who don't shoot out to the range with them. Oh, cool. So it's not just kids. Just anybody who hasn't really shot before. That's awesome. Good deal. And then you've got <clears throat> another. Something coming up. The EOD Warrior Foundation. You got a benefit um, for them coming up. 
Well, no, actually, I just I jumped in. Um, Chief Bronson and and the guys that uh, he he showed me that uh, this great rifle that the the guys at Stumpy's Custom Guns put together called the Dude. The it's Dude. An amazing rifle. I love and, it. And uh, just great trigger, beautiful, just chassis, just an amazing piece of work that I have not gotten a chance to shoot it yet, but I'm very anxious to do that. Uh, so I've bought my raffle ticket, and uh, we're going to be announcing soon how everybody can get in on that. And uh, actually, but they were going to be selling challenge coins uh, to benefit the uh, EOD Warrior Foundation, and somebody's going to win this amazing rifle. And it, it comes with like every trick thing you could possibly want. And, you know, bipod case, a soft case. It's got a great Leupold scope on it. It's going to have some night vision on it. It's it's an amazing package, um, and that's something that those guys. Damn, he was doing good too. Mm. Guys, check them out on Facebook or the internet. Cool. So you're the the guys. You can go to Rob's Facebook page. He's got a post there, and then as more information comes up, he'll be posting it, and then we'll be posting it on our uh, Facebook site as well. So that's going to bring us to another new big announcement that we've got. And, Zeke, you want to make that announcement? Yeah. So it's it's a new slash old slash renewing of a – New announcement. So SBI, <laughs> SBI was an official sponsor of, of Talking Lead for about six months uh, back in, what, October through whenever six months is after that. And um, then we kind of unofficially did it for a while, but now we're coming back on as an official sponsor again. But we are going to fittingly sponsor the Facts to Fight the Myths segment because, of course, SDI, we're all about education. If you give a fact to fight a myth that's out there, that's educating people out there in the world. So that's Good kind logic. Of I, like the, I like the way you, 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 know, you, you analyze that and brought it to exactly with one another. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So you want me to do like a little like, like a, yep. a, you know, intro? Yeah. So, yep. <clears throat> <clears throat> you got to use that as part of the intro too. <laughs> so... SDI is proud to present the Talking Lead Facts of the and, and to inaugurate it, we're going to let you do the first one, Z. Yeah, so my fact to fight the myth is there is a myth out there, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, um, that if you are a distance learning education program, you are some kind of diploma mill or you are a you know shyster swindler type company. You can learn a lot from home, and you can learn a lot online in distance learning programs. I do agree that with gunsmithing, there does need to be a hands-on element. We do that through builds that you'll, you'll build through our courses. We also have launched several new field study programs, uh, one of them being with our friends down in Louisiana, Atlas Defense. <clears throat> so Joe Mo. Our, our first student actually just uh, got brought on for their field study next week. They got an interview this week. They're going to be going next week. So we're really excited about that. And we've got six others, I believe, Cool. with more coming every week. Uh, eventually, we'd like to have a field study in every state, uh, some of the big manufacturers and everything. So the myth being that distance education, you can't learn anything. Uh, it's just it, it's not true. We're recognized by the Department of Education. We're recredited by the DEAC. They get um, that bum rap of, like, you know, people who get their um, – priest license online. Yeah. <laughs> they're well, there, people. In some of the people's defense, there are some co online colleges out there that are the quote unquote diploma mills. You know, yeah. I can go get a, a, a doctorate degree right now in psychology from some of these places. As long as I pay them a few thousand bucks, I'll get the little thing to hang on my wall. I didn't learn Jack. 
and a lot of them will do it with life experience courses. Well, right, right. Yeah, they just take your money and give you a diploma. Yeah. Um, we're not like that. And I know, Rob, you've got, uh, through Combat Focus Shooting, you all have a home study program with it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like Rob said. Yep. Yep. <laughs> sounds fantastic. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> We're not oh, hearing a oh, thing. Hey, Rob, if you're talking, we don't hear you. <laughs> you know, and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's like those motherfuckers. <laughs> he's probably talking, thinking that we're hearing him, and thinking we're being assholes to him by talking to him. <laughs> and he's back. Are you there? Turn your microphone on. I'm here. Well, and also Rob's got a study from home program, the counter ambush home study program, right? Yeah, we started this in 2012, and I I agree fully with what you're saying. You know, we started an idea of educating people in the concepts that underlie a lot of the physical and the tactics selection, and then helping them to plan their training program and their defensive training in general by giving out a lot of the concept information through books, through video lecture. We send out a workbook. They have to take an online test, so there's some, some credibility to them earning the certificate. We talked about this earlier. The guys standing in the strip malls, they can't learn what they need to learn by, sta- by watching a YouTube video. They can't learn physical shooting skills and defensive security perimeter tactics fully just by reading a book. You can certainly gain a lot through distance education. And I think the way SDI is approaching it, mixing the hands-on with all the work that can be done so much more efficiently and so much cheaper through distance education is brilliant. Well said. And I can attest to SDI's courses and what they provide and, and the hands-on that they provide, the access that they provide to the students. Uh, and it's just like you're you know, at a, at a college because you can – if you got a problem, they've got instructors that you can contact by email. You can call them, you know, however you need to get in touch with them, uh, and they're there to help you with anything that you need. They're also there to to help, I guess, push you along if they see that you're falling behind. So they help keep you on track as well. I know that I was falling behind there for a while, and I got a couple of uh, messages, uh, find out what was going on. You know, I've had to put it on hiatus because of my schedule because Zeke left me. And I got to do all this all, all on my own now. Dad, gum it. But it's great because they let me suspend it. Around. Uh, is he still talking? I thought he was. <laughs> I was I, I'm still here. I was just. I was just saying that, you know, some of the best things are you have state schools and colleges all around the world doing distance education. This is the wave of the future, the tech educate without people having to travel to a classroom just to be in, in the room that, that we're lecturing in. You know, we're there, and we need to be taking advantage of it as a community. Yeah, Absolutely. and just, just like we're all three in different locations in the United States right now, we're still able to visually see each other and communicate I mean, just like if we were having a class, like you said, Rob, this is the wave of the future. Technology is headed this direction with education, and the way I see it, SDI is just on the forefront of that. They're leading leading the way. So that was our first fact to fight to myth under our new sponsor, the Sonoran Desert Institute. And, Zeke, I really appreciate you doing that, and we're looking forward to many more of those to come. Yep. And just to let our listeners know, we're going to have a, another special little introduction before each of those coming soon. 
We'll just put it that way. Let's um, announce who our trivia winner was last week. Uh, we had Casey Griggs, a three-gunner, on. Uh, another guy who SDI, talking lead, uh, and now we made the announcement last week that Troy Industries is going to be sponsoring. Um, Casey Griggs had a video called the Wicked Stage video, and he was doing a three-gun competition. And at the end of that competition, uh, he was shooting his shotgun. And the question was, how many shots did he fire? And the answer to that was 14. And as always, we had several people that had the right answer, and we had two that were just neck and neck. And the winner is going to be Chuck Sanford. Zeke, you remember Chuck? Chuck wins everything. <laughs> well, he won the he's, big friends. Like, do you remember the movie Real Genius with Val Kilmer? Yeah. You remember the guy that was in the basement of the dorm, like entering yeah. every contest? That's true. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Does he win in the, like contests on everybody else's shows too? I think he won one on uh, We Like Shooting. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I see him everywhere now, though. It's like okay. he started holding pictures of us as babies, and then like I see him everywhere. <laughs> well, it's not any better because the runner-up was Jerry Black. <laughs> <laughs> he wins quite a bit, too. Um, but, but, I mean, rules being rules, being fair, Chuck was the first one in out of everybody. He wins the, the talking lead swag bag grab is what I call it. So, Chuck, I will be in touch with you to get you your prize. All right, so congratulations to Chuck. And no, it's not rigged, guys. Uh, you just got to be quicker on the draw and getting your answers in. So, this week's trivia question is going to come from our special guest, our superstar special guest. Rob. Hey, how you Did guys doing? Glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Put down that cider and talk to us. I'm driving. I can't drink cider while I'm driving. <laughs> so, did you think of what uh, what you want to do with the trivia question? Yeah, I'll do. I, I've got a trivia question. So, um, on I like that the way that it was tied into the YouTube channel. So, on my YouTube channel, uh, within the last week, I posted an update from the Personal Defense Network training tour, and I was in Oregon, and I was at the JROC training center and talked with Robert Baines, and at the very end of the video, I announced that one of our sponsors uh, donated a couple of specific prizes for a law enforcement class we ran in Oregon last week, so uh, the name of that sponsor uh, identified at the end of the tour update from uh, earlier in the week, that's the answer to this week's trivia question. Okay, so you guys have to answer that. And you also have to go, if you haven't done it yet, you have to go to Rob's Facebook page and like his fake Facebook page. His Facebook page? <laughs> his face. Did I break it? His Facebook page. It's not like he said Facebook page. <laughs> so it's, uh, the YouTube channel is uh, slash Rob Pincus, and the uh, slash Rob Pincus Pro is the Facebook page, for those of you who aren't good at like search engines. Uh, and I did a, a post on our Facebook page. I shared your J-Rock post. And I had the the ca caption J Rock out with your Glock out, so they'll they'll be familiar like from from that as well. So there there you go. There's the trivia question, and the winner is going to get uh, something special from Rob from either PDN or ICE training, or wherever he decides he wants to give you both. It's going to be both. We're going both. Okay. Yep. Doubling up. Big prize this weekend. 
doubling up there, and then I think also SDI is going to throw something in for our runner-up. We will throw in an SDI T-shirt. There you go. It's a threesome. And we got a second from, was that, which dog was that barking? That was Mosin. Mosin? Yeah. He's a good boy. How's Mosin doing? He's getting big, and but he's still hyper like a puppy. Well, he still is a puppy. He's calmed down. <laughs> All right, so thank you guys for putting that up on the trivia, and uh, that's bring us to the end of another show. So, guys, tell us, Rob, tell us what you've got coming up. After this whirlwind tour that you got, I mean, gosh, surely you're going to have some downtime. Yeah, I am. I'm taking uh, – actually, it's going to be the longest um, non-business trip. Did you hang up on me again? No, never. No, we're here. Yeah, so th this is actually going to be the longest um, kind of no-business travel break I've had probably since about 2007 back in the Valhalla days. Uh, so I'll be uh, in uh, Denver area at the Western HQ. I'm running an instructor development course in Denver in August. We're doing a whole bunch of videotaping for Personal Defense Network. So I'm not taking a month and a half off, but I am going to not be traveling for classes again until September. And we've got a lot of really great classes coming up down at the Eastern HQ in Florida. Uh, October, November, and December, we have courses on the schedule at uh, Ancient City Shooting in St. Augustine, my home range, uh, including some new specialty courses, some team stuff for uh, people that, that hang out a lot together, work together, or obviously husband-wife type couples that are both armed, and we're also going to be bringing our vehicle defense-specific uh, class back as well this fall. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about is, all right, so you got a new, you got a new vehicle for this tour. How's this compare to last year's vehicle? Uh, well, you know, I'm in a Forerunner now, and I gotta say, you know, I love the FJs. I still have the old FJ. I retired it. I bought a new Forerunner this year for the tour. The Forerunner is so much better on the highway than the FJ was. Now, granted, you know, this is a 2015, brand new. The other one was a 2008, and I I wore it out, 200 plus thousand miles, and I wasn't, you know, gentle on it. But just being in this this tour, it handles better on the road. It's a it's a for those of you familiar with the Forerunner, it's the trail package with the KDSS suspension uh, set up with the sway bars and Old Man Emu, uh, my ARB guys, Old Man Emu gave me a heavy duty uh, lift kit on it and it just handles all the gear and all the weight so much better than the FJ did uh, and it's still pretty nimble off-road too so uh, people can see the pictures on my social media when I, I get to take it up on the rocks and through the mud and everything else every once in a while and it's, it's been great so look forward to a, a, a few good years out of this one. Cool, so thumbs up to the Forerunner. Absolutely. Zeke, are you still running the FJ? I'm still running the FJ. Barely. It's 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 screaming at me every time I just go longer than five miles. But it's it's still running, man. It's it's smooth. I like it. <clears throat> Good deal. You got you got to hang on to it, Rob, though, because they discontinued them. That might be worth something one day. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah keep it for a while. It's gonna be the the Eastern headquarters down in Florida, and it's gonna hang out down there. There you go. Oh, guys, you know what you ought to do? When you get ready to get rid of them, you put them together and do like an auction, a charity auction with them. Oh, I thought you were going to say like a demolition derby between the FJs. <laughs> you could do that you too. Went, that you went get them together and just... <laughs> yeah, just... Gee, gee, gee. Well, that could raise money too, you know. Get a lot of views on YouTube. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. I know Rob's down with it. I heard snot reaper. <laughs> Don't know there'd be a lot of snot slinging. He's tapping the phone. <laughs> hey guys, you hang up on me? 
Yeah, I'm in. I, 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 if I knew we were doing a demolition derby, I wouldn't have sold my excursion. But I, that FJ, those ARB bumpers are solid. I'll take it into the demolition derby. No, what would be cool is because, you know, you got yours wrapped with your stuff, and then Zeke's got the talking lead. It'd be like head-to-head, boom, talking lead against the PDN. Oh, no, that I took the wrap off. That thing, it's got no doors now. It's got two doors. It's summer mode. It looks like it's like Mad, Mad Max. Maxed out. I like it with a mess. Yeah. Nice. Old, Don't get any school. ideas, Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, Zeke. Tell us, uh, tell us what you've got coming up. Um, immediately, let's see. And this weekend we've got the Canine Show, which you might be into. It's going on currently at a hotel. Uh, we're going to be there with all the Canine Police and military units. Where's it at? Um, Opryland Hotel. This weekend? Yep. Jason's coming in with Arcos, and um, then the following week. Um, here and then the week after that, I'm going to Seattle, Washington, to Aero Precision up there, and uh, then to Phoenix for two days, and then back home. Really, I'm I'm, I'm really diving into to archery right now too. Uh, that was one thing I was going to mention about what I did this week. I got my bow tuned up and really got it fit to me now. Uh, did you ever? I, did anybody ever send you a a bigger yeah, bow? found out that I didn't need a 34-inch trolling. Uh, I was talking to Plinkster, and he told me, he goes, dude, we've got the same length arms. I got a 32-inch. So I actually went to a custom shop, not just Bass Pro. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. You don't have a 32-inch trolling. So I went to Bass Pro, got the stuff I needed to make mine work, and I'm hooked. And the thing that I love about it is I can shoot in my backyard. The neighbors don't care. And I can shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot, and I'm not paying a dime for each shot. <laughs> it's, just, it's so cool. <laughs> unless you lose your arrow. That's <laughs> true. But well, well, unless you get really good. If you get really good, you'll start Robin Hood in those things, and then that gets expensive. <laughs> I, I had one little group of four that were right on top of each other. I got pretty stoked about that. I hadn't done it again. but If you can do that, it's worth the money. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A great time with Rob and Zeke. Appreciate you guys taking the time to, to hang out and be on the show. Not a problem. Thanks for having like me. The old days. It was like the old days all over again. <sighs> yeah, I days. know it. I know it. Mean, this has been this has been fun. I enjoyed this. You probably had a lot of fun when I was cutting in and out. <laughs> oh, we had a blast. <laughs> you didn't get to hear most of it, but we had a blast. <laughs> we carried the show on without you, but that appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So, and I want to thank you guys personally for the sponsorship and the support that you give the show. I couldn't do it without you. I mean, seriously, it's it's been an overwhelming doing this by myself. But it's coming along. I'm getting the hang of it, and it's getting easier every week. No, I've been listening. It's been good. Except for last week's audio. The content was great, but the audio sucked. You should have a guest do it from a car next time. I think that'll help. Yeah. I think, I think that would definitely add a whole new quality to the show. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to ICE Training, ICTraining.us, SDI, SDI.edu, the Sheepdog Impact Assistance. They are at Sheepdog IA, Guy Personal Defense, Tim Guy, GuyPersonalDefense.com. I'm getting some bad feedback from you. 
I'd like to thank Chris at Tactical Walls, Tactical Walls, Spectre at the VSO Gun Channel, Dave Moore, I Dave Moore, Casey Griggs, Three Gunner, check him out, and Troy Defense, Jules, I love you, Jules, I love you. Look forward to doing more with her in the future. Guys, as always, guys, as always, keep your loved ones close. Your loved ones close, and your firearms closer. Firearms closer. I never got to say that. I never got to say that. <laughs> and you get to say it in echo. You get to now. say it in echo now. <laughs> oh my gosh, who is doing oh the gosh. echo? Who is doing the echo? I didn't change anything, but I am now ten miles from where I was. And now you're crystal clear. Oh my god, you're crystal. <laughs> Damn it! I just I just hit Denver traffic. Anything else we need to talk about? I'm going to wrap up the show and then we'll hang on after and and say I love yous. Or not. <laughs> I love you. I love okay. You. Uh, yeah.